And we are back, episode 38 of Journey to a Million. Wow, we're actually all three on the screen to start this episode. I didn't do anything funny. You know, I decided actually just to keep it as is. So yeah, full squad here, myself, Drew Skyberg, Zach Roush. Zach, how you doing on this Thursday night? Doing good. Oh, he's still there. He's <laughs> a little laggy there still, even as we are recording this. Yeah. And uh, Jared, oh, how are you doing here on this Thursday night as well? Doing great. Ah, I can hear you just fine. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, so this episode, it's an interesting one. So look, we're a few weeks into the se- or a few weeks before the season starts, and we've, we've covered all the positions, we've covered all the big names. So why don't we dedicate an episode to talking about some guys in training camp? Why not? I mean, we've, we've done the positional previews, we've done the rankings. We've talked about the guys in the top 15, whatever, of each position. Why not talk about guys who potentially could sneak in there? I know we also have some other preseason stuff and with other guys who are in that top 15, but why not spend some time in an episode to talk about guys? Look, we're in a, we're in a the dice to the guy startup. It's pretty deep. I mean, these are guys who are actually getting rostered and some of the audience potentially as well playing in other dynasty leagues where these guys could be used. So let's talk about them. We have some recent training camp headlines, and we'll talk about some fantasy implications with that. So I'll read the first one here. I want to then I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it right away. So yes, we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks QB battle. Yeah, I mean that might not, not sound the most appetizing thing. Drew Lock, Geno Smith, but Drew Lock he tests positive for COVID, and the reports were Geno Smith was already ahead. I mean Geno Smith, it's got to be he's got to solidify his spot right right now, right guys. I mean, yeah, it, Drew Locke's not going to really have the chance to I, prove himself yeah, anymore. Think. And if Geno's already ahead, I think there's no no coming back for Drew Locke. So I'm thinking Geno's going to start. Yeah, I think Geno Smith is clear yeah, cut. Geno's the favorite coming into this. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're liking a lot, Zach. But that's okay. Um, ah, shoot. Geno Smith is certainly um, looking like the guy actually super flex wise. I am rostering him in a dynasty league because look, it is very scarce there um, because I mean, you need guys and uh, that's just how it is. Jared, who are your quarterbacks in that dynasty? league? I saw you make a little face there. Well, I'm not happy with it. I mean, I got, I got Kyler Murray and James Winston, which is okay. You have but... two guys who are going to be in the top 24. That's all you can ask yeah. for, right? My backups aren't too good, but I mean that's that's not really relevant. Yeah, well, Geno Winston Smith... is okay, but Jared Geno Smith is available. Um, I'll, I want a first. You know, I got to keep the demands nice and high. Alec Pierce is going for a first. You know, I I, I got to just keep it. Up. Maybe I'll pair him with Jelani Woods. Throw on a third. Yeah, I can do that. Maybe, we'll see. We'll see, but. That that was the that was one. It was like okay, you know, Geno Smith. It could be for real. Whatever. Other story was another one here. Isaiah Pacheco. This is one like people are like, okay, well, I seriously was making the case in our group chat uh, last night. I was like, I seriously think this guy's worth drafting, even in a redraft. I, I'm starting. You know, it might be a bandwagon. It might be a lot of hype. I'm throwing at it, but look, Pacheco. He started really behind guys like Ronald Jones, Jared McKinnon. And he's elevated himself arguably beyond those guys is what reports have been saying. Look, Pacheco 
could potentially, if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not performing, he could take over that starting spot halfway through the season. There, there's options there. I, just Pacheco's been the story I, all throughout all of camp. I mean, he's been the biggest, you know, biggest story it feels for running backs, especially in a running back field that has so many questions. I guess Jared, looking at Pacheco, w- would you have any interest in drafting him in a redraft even? I mean, we kind of talked about it at our live show. I think we, we went over like players to draft around 17, 18 at the end of their draft. And he's a name that popped up. I mean, yeah, it, it would take a lot for him to be that starter. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has kind of been inconsistent. He got, I mean, not utilized properly. Uh, like you said, McKinnon and Jones have kind of fallen down a little bit and Pacheco's kind of taken over. Um, I think he'll start as like a three, maybe a two, like reports are saying he'll start at a two. And uh, he he's definitely worth drafting because like there's so much upside for him. He is still really young. I mean, even in a redraft, age doesn't matter. I know, but he's still young, and I think that he could. There's a lot of value with him, um, especially when we saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire kind of be not utilized. So he could somehow be their number one. I would say, like you said, maybe halfway through the season, if not like at the end. Yeah, I I could see it, Zach. Is there something? Or what do you think about Pacheco? Zach, does... Um, hmm. I can hear him. You can hear him? A little bit. I can't hear him at all. Zach? Jared, do you hear Zach? No, I can't. We are waiting for Zach. That's okay. Uh, there will... Might not be a Zach. Oh, there he goes. Um, is he here? Zach? I think he's back. Am I back? Here he is. There he is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco, Zach, is who we're talking about. I want to hear your thoughts, especially in redraft, is kind of what we're looking at right now. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I kind of started answering this before uh, I guess my internet can cut out. But I think talking to you, Drew, over the last like two, three weeks is definitely skewed um, how I think of Pacheco just because they're so high on him and I just constantly hear good things about him because I just nobody I really talk to but fantasy football is low on him. Uh, personally, I don't like the situation though. I think the Chiefs are just going to be um, they're going to be utilizing multiple backs in this backfield. I know where he's going to draft it. It's really not a big risk and I would still draft him. I just don't think that he has even if he is their, I guess, option, I don't think he's going to be a maybe a top two run or running back two on a team. Especially if you're going for a fantasy championship. Yeah, and my whole thing was with what you said. I I would not draft him to twelve team league redraft. I would not. I I, I mean I've said that, but I would I would strongly consider your last pick in a fourteen team league to go with Isaiah Pacheco. I think if he is there in round in your last round, how many bench spots or even a 12 team with extra bench spots like that one, that's where, but like 14 team, all formats in redraft are, I think for that, I would be, I would be on him. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a guy who I've mentioned could slide in. I know Zach, you're, it might be a little congested, but Ronald Jones, I seriously think he get cut. And I, I know that we've been talking about that for like the last week now, and it still hasn't happened, but I still think it can happen. And I think he's on thin ice. But other than that, I think Jared McKinnon is his other competition. And 
I mean, what, what word is right now is that he's over McKinnon, which, you know, it's hard to say, right? This is training camp reports. I still think we... McKinnon. Yeah, I still think McKinnon is going to have a role, though. And obviously, uh, Couldn't really hear a lot of what he said, but I caught the end. Good. I, I didn't hear much, but <laughs> I I do agree with Zach. There is some, some concerns with McKinnon because of, I'm going to guess you say something about the backfield receptions, something along those lines, you know, because that sounds like something Zach would say. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can understand the concerns, but, you know, scared money don't make no money is what they say. And with that, I would take the risk here. That's why I'm all for CMC. Number one, scared money. Don't make oh, no money, Jared. That's risky. That's, yeah. That's what if they you're, say. If you're willing to play that, that game. Yeah. Go for it. I think that's how you got to operate. Look, this is fantasy football. Maybe not in dynasty. I get a look. It's a, there are four, there are two Zacks now. Hold on. There are two Zacks. <laughs> this is all over the place. I don't even know how we, <clears throat> How do we even like control for Zach's? There he okay, is. There, there. Hey! Do you hear me? Does yeah. Sound good? What'd you do? Anyways, Zach, what, oh. what do you think about this? Oh. What well, my counter to whatever you were going to say with McKinnon, which I think I said on the nose, I said, scared money, don't make no money. And you should go and take Pacheco. He is a higher ceiling than McKinnon. And I'm all for it with the last pick in a 14 team draft. Yeah, I, like I said, I would draft him last round just because, yes. I mean, it, last round, like, are you really going to lose anything if he doesn't turn out to anything? If he ends up being their fourth string back, are you going to lose anything? No. no. But I, I I, just think he's starting to get overhyped of people looking at his kind of potential, what he can be. It's kind of like one of those things where where else will that pick go? But yeah, I think that kind of reports come out and people jump all over it. I think hype gets really high on some players and I think that he still has a lot of work to do before he can actually put some value on your team. But I mean, it's, it's worth the risk, I guess. I get, yeah. Yeah. So you guys are kind of a little bit more convincing needs to be done. And I think tra- the rest of the training camp kind of accomplish that. Let's, let's skip over on my list. I, I know I have an order here, but the, the two most impressive people for me at camp have so far been the both, both Isaiah's it's been I Isaiah Pacheco and Isaiah McKenzie. And that's Isaiah McKenzie of the Buffalo bills who right now is viewed as the top slot receiver, which I, I put in parentheses Cole Beasley kind of role. And that was from Joe, Joe Buscalgia of the athletic is who uh, reported that. And with that guys look, Isaiah McKenzie, slot receiver with Josh Allen as quarterback. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, got a lot of players there. I mean, you got McKenzie, like we said, uh, the third, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and even Jamison Crowder. Um, McKenzie is coming up above Crowder, I'm pretty sure. I think he's listed as wide receiver three on their depth chart. Um, Like you said, top slot receiver is definitely something that could be his role this year, especially with Josh Allen. He can make him elite. I mean, it's worth worth having him on your team and a lot of upside. 
Just saying, the only game last year he had over 35% snap share, he put up 32.4 fantasy points. That's so actually I'm, a stat. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that means, yeah. Like, okay. He's produced in the one game he got a good uh, good snap percentage. Like, if he gets Cole Beasley's target share out of the slot is what I'm saying. Like, he could be, even in redraft, like, I'm, I'm seriously, he needs to be drafted. Like, all formats, uh whatever standard whatever all 12 team leagues he needs to be rostered like re- regardless is where i am on him and it's crazy people picked him up off the waiver wire and fa- like again of course like he wasn't i mean like in summer but like he, he was off the waiver wire and yeah you and know I, and i do just want to say um in our dynasty league i did draft jameson crowder at the time his his uh projections i know we don't go off for projections but it was at like 10 points per game and ever since these um, reports have been going out, it went down to 3.7, which basically means like your production is no longer a thing and it's going to other players. So that's quite Sleeper thinks could that easily. McKenzie's going to win the job. Yeah, could easily be McKenzie. Sleeper's buying into the McKenzie. Sleeper's <laughs> buying into that and Pacheco for sure. They are all over that. Like if you click on Isaiah Pacheco, you just see, oh, number two. I, I think, have they updated their depth chart yet? I don't think they have, but when sure they do, that. they're going to. They are going to put him up at number two, but look, he's been impressive. Both those guys, and it's hard to say right now. They're they are like you. You missed the buy low window. You missed it by um, a little bit there, unfortunately. But uh, some other guys, like there's guys right now who are just growing right now, who are stories that came out today as we're recording August 18th. So again, these are smaller ones, but Jalen Warren, who went undrafted with the Steelers, again, you're like, why are you talking about this guy? He is expected to be the clear-cut number two for them. The, the story that makes that, you know, if you want Najee Harris's handcuff, which in essence would be getting a running back with a lot of volume, which would be the goal, you know, Jalen Warren right now could be that guy. It, there's not a lot to say about how, what role he'll have, but look, in the preseason, he was impressive. I believe he did Zach, look you were good talking in the preseason. Yeah. yeah, you want to talk about that he a little did, bit more, He Zach. did look good in that game. I saw a little bit of that game, and I mean – he was being efficient. He was getting the touches. He was making the most out of his touches. Yes, is he I going like ahead of Benny Snell, Snell too? You think well, he's going ahead of Benny Snell? It's hard to say I, ADP I chair because Yeah, that's my only question. He's more of a guy that. that's it's gonna be in like a deep dynasty league is when you're gonna get him. I don't think yeah. redraft, I I don't no, think you're no, gonna no. you're gonna look that's, at him at all. So. Exactly kind of where I was going format wise. This guy is not a twelve team redraft. Not even a four-team team redraft. This is a guy, you're looking dynasty, lots of roster spots, a lot of guys you need to stash. That's where I'd say you're looking for a guy like Jalen Warren, who, again, the, the other thing, which do you guys buy in this? So, like, I guess to an extent, like, if you if you drafted the guy in, the in like, the top three rounds, of course you're going to give them a bigger chance. But, like, guys in rounds five through seven or even undrafted, I guess, is, the, is there, like, more of a leash, I guess? You know, like for that or overall, what I'm asking basically is does Jalen Warren, if he does bad for just a little bit, is he going to get because he was undrafted? I mean, they didn't waste a lot on him. Obviously, are they going to like let him go? I guess does that concern you a little bit with Warren? Steelers? Yeah. You're saying like for the Steelers? Um, I think he might slide down the depth chart, but I think he's pretty solidified into that to stay on the team as kind of a top three back. So I, I won't be too worried when I'm getting cut, I guess. But 
because yeah, I was something I was looking at him and well now Benny Snell's kind of been a guy because when we talk about a guy coming up, you know it can go up or it can go down and. Benny Snell is the guy who's going down. He is number three now, supposedly in the depth chart. There's also McFarland as well, right? Isn't there Anthony McFarland? Yeah, Anthony McFarland. Yeah. He's yeah. listed. At, he, actually, I looked at uh, their depth chart before we hopped on. He's listed as uh, three. Um, and I think that Jalen Warren was still four, but that might not be updated. That might be from like a few, like a week ago or so. So, so they're where does all in Snell like go? general area, I'm pretty sure. Where does Snell go from here? We do not know. But that's a good that's a question to be asked. Again, he's a guy, again, not not as big of a deal if we're looking redraft, but a guy who actually might have some redraft value here, Joshua Kelly. So why I say this is he's of the Los Angeles Chargers. And Zach's he, Chargers. Oh, sorry, Zach's Chargers, yes. Yeah. And he right now is again the favorite. Daniel Popper of the Athletic is the credit to here. Favorite to be the Number two guy here with the Chargers, which would mean Austin Eckler's handcuff, essentially. is kind of where I'm going with this. Again, who knows with, with Austin Eckler, right, volume-wise, I mean, Austin Eckler's going to be top five for sure, top three, you could even say. Look, what what do you guys think here about Josh Kelly? I know, Zach, don't you hold Isaiah Spiller? So there's a concern there with Spiller. I guess, how would you approach this, Zach, as an Isaiah Spiller owner or even an Eckler owner? Um, so I guess, well, I own him in Dynasty, so I'm going to hold on to him. Got him in the second round. Um, that was more of a long-term pick. Uh, for redraft, I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's still a to- toss-up. I think there's still enough um, of camp left that they can obviously switch roles. Spiller can overtake that running back two role. Kelly can fall to the RB3. Uh, but ultimately, it's it's a handcuff, so... A lot can happen. They could get injured even. I mean, if Eckler goes down, one of them could go down. But I think I'd still be taking Spiller over um, Joshua Kelly just because we've seen Joshua Kelly play in the past, and he hasn't been a great fantasy running back. Yeah, if we're talking redraft, I agree like 100% with you, Zach. I would take Spiller over Kelly. But um, if we go to the dynasty side of things, I mean, Eckler's 27 years old, so he's getting up there. So, I mean, if you want to take Joshua Kelly, I mean, go ahead. Look next year and the year after. Uh, Eckler, more injury prone, getting up there in age. I mean, they're going to be over, take over as that maybe even one. So I think that their future is bright. But for redraft, I, I think Joshua Kelly would be a, a good two or three, but not worth drafting, I don't think. Especially if you're behind Eckler. There's not much value there. So here, here's my thing. If I draft Austin Eckler, what if I get what if I go with and take um, Joshua Kelly there in like one of the last rounds, I get his handcuff. I mean, I, especially in a standard league, I think there could be some, there, there could be some strategy there. Uh, I would like that. Uh, but for right now, for me, it's Joshua Kelly is my favorite in redraft out of those two. And then in dynasty, uh, I'm all for Isaiah Spiller is where I'd go with it. Yeah. kind of, Okay. That's fair. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. And then my question, then Zach. So, the, Joshua Kelly, then, or this guy we're going to mention right now, Eno Benjamin. So they're both handcuffs to pretty good running backs. Which one would you take? We'll talk more about Benjamin then. I'll take Benjamin just because James Conner. I think he's been he's dealt with injuries a lot more during his career. 
So I think uh, even if um, Connor stays healthy, I think Benjamin might have a a role alongside Connor in that backfield. Daryl Williams is there though too, right? Yeah, Williams got pushed down depth chart big time. Uh, um, looking at training camp, he's still a decent athlete. I mean, last season with the Chiefs, he was with the Chiefs, right? I'm pretty sure he had over 500 yards and eight touchdowns. That's just stats. But I mean, when CA Clyde edwards alaire went down, I mean, he's he stepped up. He had decent role there in in Kansas City. I mean, he's not someone that's just going to fall down a depth chart. He's still going to get his action. So I think you know Benjamin might be more of a risk, but he's probably still worth having on the team. The point I like to look at was look what Chase Edmonds did behind James Conner last year. And again, I know James Conner and I know Chase Edmonds is probably a a better athlete, better running back than Benjamin. I know Conner missed some time, but all I'm saying is if Benjamin can get that sort of opportunity he got or Chase Edmonds got, that could really help him out even like get a better deal. Look what Edmonds got in Miami and also just fantasy wise too. I'm actually... I I might be like a little too bullish on Eno Benjamin, but my whole thing was like looking at the opportunity. I like him in Dynasty, especially if he's on your waiver wire. Please go pick him up. He should not be there. But even Rangers missed games in each of the last yeah. three years as well. It does so. depend how many bench slots there are too, though. For sure. You know. Yes. Redraft. That's always a good point, Jared. But yeah. what what if you draft James Cotter? Like, would you look to prioritize? Maybe not prioritize, but like look to get him in one of your last rounds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you have him, then you can't go wrong. You put him in, one goes down, Connor's out. I mean, put him in. Yeah, you can't go wrong there if you have them both. Kind of like the Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison kind of thing last year. Yes, Cook goes down, put Madison in. You know, and I'm Drew, always are you a I'm fan. Good. Go ahead. Zach. Are you a fan of? drafting the handcuffs of your starting running backs am i depends on the format um redraft let's say uh, a redraft league standard non pp or non ppr which again you're like who plays in that 2022 <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm for it i i like i feel running backs are scarcity i feel like you know that is a prized asset even in like ppr you could say that but i'm not as you know for it in PPR though, in the sense that I'm looking for running backs who maybe I do too much, but I like to look for running backs still who have a lot of receiving options, but dynasty dude, I I'm just looking for best available, man. I mean, that's, that's just an absolute gauntlet. Where, where are you guys on that? Are you, are you guys also, I mean, like, where do you look at handcuffs? Um, d- depends on the bench size. bench yeah. size. If it's a smaller bench, I usually, I try and get my running backs early. I'll go four running backs, each with kind of they're going to have their standalone value, have a role, and then I just load up on receivers in the late rounds. Like, yeah, like with me, I'm not going to draft. Like, I hate split backs. I know we're not talking split backs, but it has to be like a handcuff, like we said. And it's, it. I don't know if I like doing it because it's like some of the best running backs, unless they're like injury prone, like we said, like like uh, CMC then yeah, I'll take the handcuff there. But if it's like a, a Delvin Cook or a Camara, someone that's like rarely gets injured, it's just not worth it for me. So I just don't like wasting a pick kind of on them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Where, where I look, okay, so you said split, you brought up a great point. You actually brought up something I, I was looking at right away here, was split backs versus handcuffs. So split backs, which 
Jared, I think Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker is the split back. I would even consider Javante and Melvin Gordon, at least what I'm hearing, split back. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, that Williams yeah, is going to have is a definitely much larger share. Well, yeah. there, there's been talks again. Who's to say? It sounds right now. It sounds sixty forty, Zach. I mean, Melvin Gordon came out and said the Broncos want Javante to be the guy, which, in essence, <laughs> would like, he said that himself. Hope. You would hope means which, and again, there's been at the start, they said 70, 30. They were like, Oh my gosh, it could even be 80, 20. And then, Oh, 60, 40. Like it's, it's insane. The amount of fluctuation there's been seen, but I, I seriously think though, there's a chance it could be 60, 40. I mean, Gordon's also, was he 29, 28, 29? He's getting old. He's he's an old back. So he'd be 40, but yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, I, just, I just see Williams getting close to 20, 20 touches a game. You have someone like Williams have a have a 17, great rookie 20. season, kind of like a Najee. People said better than Najee Harris. You're not going to have that split back. You're going to be seventy thirty at like at most. I'd say. Well, I said sixty forty. I mean, that's a temp. That, that, that's not necessarily well, a yeah. huge difference. Sixty forty is kind of close to fifty fifty. So I, I want to go a little farther than that. I mean, I think if they wanted Gordon to have a large role, they would have signed him a lot earlier. Thank you. It, Thank it you. took him a while to sign Gordon this offseason. So. And I think, I think it did because they, they did around the draft, didn't they? It was like, okay, well, they, they must have not didn't like any of the running backs, which um, mm-hmm. I guess we'll kind of go over to different backfields here, guys, because we have a lot to talk about. Travis Homer. So you might be like, okay, well, we're talking about more than just Travis Homer and DJ Dallas in Seattle. We're, we'll talk about Walker and Petty still, I promise. But yeah. Travis Homer had four rushes for 41 yards and then also two catches for 33 yards. He looked like the best running back who out of all of them that played in that game, which did include Kenneth Walker. Again, this is preseason. Please do not like, you know, I, I say you take preseason with a grain of salt. I mean, it's, it's not, it does not a big deal here. And, um, with that, guys, are you looking at Kenneth Walker? Are you concerned a little bit with, with this performance? Travis Homer, I think Travis Homer, all he's doing is finding himself in an RB3 in an already crowded backfield. Is that fair? Yeah. Mm. I think he's going to stay in there and see the receiving work like he has in the past. Okay. Which, how does that hurt? So I... Jared and I don't want to be critical of right now your your kind of situation with uh, Penny and yeah. uh, Walker, but I really that's hate a tough it for situation. You. I really don't like it for yeah, you because that's a tough well, situation. it looked it looked amazing when Chris Carson Carson retired. That looked it, amazing. It, it did. It did. But the concern went down from there. Well, the the main concern is of course injury wise with both those guys, but also mm-hmm. you have to wait for I think for one of them to leave because right now what is it going to be? Is it going to be like forty five, forty five, ten? Like, well, like 40, it depends 40, because like, uh, Kenneth Walker just had hernia surgery, so he might be ready mm-hmm. for week one. So right now, Rashad Penny is like starting, but I, I like thought said, it was it, a it hernia might be, surgery. It was yeah, it was hernia, right? Was it? I thought There's I multiple. thought Pete Carroll came out and said it wasn't. It was oh. a different. That's what they said at first. I, I don't know. They if said he update. should be ready for week. Did one, they change it after? Not. Yeah. Here, either, either I'll way. be doing. I'll do. I'll yeah. do some looking at this, but yeah, with. Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny. Can I ask this? Redraft, who would you prioritize? Rashad Penny. Penny. Yeah. Penny. Okay, so Penny is for sure the lead one. Which I, I'm with you guys. Penny will be the one. But, okay, Kenneth Walker, I type it in. I see 
Okay, they're saying dealing with hernia issue, but this is from under. Or no, it's uh, he's undergoing a procedure. It's has not. It's not a sports hernia. He is undergoing a procedure. Is the quote. Okay. So Pete Carroll is not going to be transparent about this. That's Pete Carroll. So we're we're not going to probably know. But it's a sports. How many it's more a, it's years is Pete is Pete Carroll going to be the coach? He's as old. many I mean, as many years as how much gummy has so left. He's like seventy one or something. He's got to be out of gum, out of gum, pretty soon. Yeah, he, he's really all right. Pete Carroll age. Uh, throw out some answers, guys. What do you What do you guys think? Zach said seventy one. Jared, 71. throw throw me in it. Well, how old is Andy Reid? No, Jared, like you don't you don't get to use something? that. No, he's not. He's isn't he older? No. He's all right, we're not going to argue about coaches' okay, ages, people. Okay. Let's hear it. Pete Carroll will play till he's seventy five years old. Or he'll not that, coach. He, he's not going to play. <laughs> he'll coach. And that wasn't even my question. Drew, what's his age what's right now? Oh, his number. age right now, Pete Carroll, is probably 72. 70? Zach's right. Hmm. Well, well, he was the closest. Yeah. Not right. But you you guys get the point. Okay, sorry. That was just a little tangent there. Anyways, I hate the Seattle backfield more than I hate the Miami Dolphins backfield. And... Um, what, what's another backfield? I just you don't like hate it. the Miami Dolphins backfield. Well, I mean, as, for fantasy <laughs> perspective, aren't you all okay? Yeah, I guess. what about I'm the saying, Oakland Raiders backfield? How about that? That's actually one well, we're gonna talk about, Zach. Oakland, Amir, the Oakland Raiders, he meant Las Vegas. Ah, Las Vegas, same thing, you know. <laughs> oh my goodness, people. right team, okay. City. <laughs> Anyways, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated believes Amir Abdullah will have. The James White role with the Raiders, which Josh McDaniels is kind of that tie, which we bring up. Amir Abdullah. Look, this backfield. So there's a lot of guys. It's Amir White, Amir Abdullah, and then, of course, the guy in front. Look, with Josh Jacobs, where would you guys say with this? Or with this backfield? there, too? Yeah. 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 Kenny Drake's the other one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Four guys. So. with this, how, how do you approach this? I kind of see Kenyon Drake as more of the James White role player. I mean, I, so you're I telling Albert Breer is right. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, he's yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Amir Abdullah too much, but I think that Kenyon Drake would fit more into that role. But I think Abdullah has to prove himself yet, which he's doing, he's getting there. But I mean, that's what I see. I Can mean, we... personally, I'm a, I'm just avoiding the whole backfield. In fantasy, yes. like in my drafts, I'm just avoiding the whole backfield. But I think, hey, what's wrong I with think Josh if Jacobs? I was going to target somebody, it would be Zamir White <clears throat> later in drafts. Yeah. Zamir White later in redrafts, rookie drafts. I think he should be going mid second round, yeah. early second round, potentially, depending on where, how the draft uh, turns out. I like Zamir White. Glad he brought him up, Zach. He's my favorite one out of the four as well. I'd be looking. Because the big story, right? Josh Jacobs. Uh, this is this is last year with the Raiders. Is kind of what we're seeing, and the candidates to lead the backfield next year. He certainly, you know, he's going to be up there. I can't imagine. Amir Abdullah is twenty nine, I believe. And then also, how old is Kenny and Drake? Is he like twenty nine, twenty eight? He's too? up there too. So twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Basically, Zamir White is destined to have that number one spot. I, I just Josh Jacobs, twenty four. Twenty. 24, 20. yeah, twenty four. He's young still. Where do you guys think he's going to go next year? Yeah, he's that... just getting off his rookie deal, so yeah. yeah. We're, we're early, Not early winners, Las early Vegas. favorites. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, he's he's risky. It depends how he does. Are you talking next year? Or are you talking 
Yeah, I'm saying next year. Where do you think he's gonna go? Um, just just a, a question. I, I'll throw maybe, one out there. Uh, Colts. Yeah, yeah, Colts. I no, <laughs> no, not the Colts. I have no idea. Maybe like the, That's the Panthers. Pick. No, not the Panthers. They got. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I could no see if Kamara, so if Kamara <laughs> yeah. serves us. I got a guy right now. Kamara, if he has to serve a suspension yeah. next year, I could see uh, the, him going to the Saints. Okay. Th- there's one yeah. right there. What about Atlanta? Yes. Well, they don't have yeah, anyone. Exactly. They don't got anyone. I mean, there, yeah, there's exactly. there's some teams there. So yeah. that that's kind of where Probably we are. Jet, with... And all the Jets got Brees Hall. Never mind. Yeah. They're going to be set. I really like Brees Hall. Um, just a side thing there. But... I got one that I just have to throw in here. This one's not really that exciting. Travis Fulgham, uh, claimed by Packers off waivers from Broncos. He appeared in some games last year with the Eagles, and one I, I think it was last year. But basically, I believe he's already on the practice or he was on the practice squad in 2020. So kind of a re- reunion in that aspect. Travis Fulgham, he's actually getting added a lot right now in dynasty leagues, which is just because a lot of people are across the fantasy football community just don't like the Packers receiving core and the dynasty. They're just anyone, anyone because Rogers is still there. Travis Fulgham. If how many roster bench spots would you need to take a shot at Travis Fulgham? Well, that's, is, that's the problem. It's just <laughs> who's going to be the player in green Bay. You know, you, you can pick up Randall Cobb. You can pick up. Dobbs, I, I highly Watson. doubt it's Travis Fulgham. Yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt it's Travis. There's Fulgham. more Torre. Uh, you got, yeah, there's about 10 receivers that we're talking about and how they could possibly be in the, in the starting role. It, it's, Unless he goes back to how he played like the first five weeks of 2020, like he's yeah. not going to, he's not going to no. play in green Bay. So you th- yeah, which they're, they're taking he was flyers. Listed, he was listed as like a third string, one of the three third strings on the depth chart. So he's we'll take it. We'll take top it. nine. But, top nine. So yeah. back to my question, I would say I would need in order to add him, I would need let's say thirty bench spots. <laughs> thirty <laughs> bench spots. Yes. Okay. Not <laughs> nothing against Travis Fulgham. It's just. There are a lot of other guys I'd rather add who are on waiver right waiver wires right now. I mean, I would if I could right now, especially Zach in the dynasty league you have. There are like fifteen guys right now I would want to claim, but yeah. I don't have a bench spots. Yeah, like Devin yeah. Duvernay is still there, and like I would take a wide receiver too from Baltimore. You know, might not tell you a lot, but I think there's some upside there. Yeah. Okay, hate to get on a little tangent there, but we got more. We got more guys yeah, to talk got about. Some guys in that league that. Uh... Don't match your bench that, that clutter. No, no, we don't. <laughs> okay, so pack more Packers stuff. Yes, Jared Packer podcast. You can live with it. Yeah, uh, you see the in both of our. So we have Bucks and Brewers in Jared's background, Packers, yep. Brewers, and a Topps baseball card in my background, and then we have Badgers, which Zach we don't like the Badgers. We like Marquette here, but Badgers. we have Pat. No, no, no. Hey, we Packers Badger football. Brewers. Okay. Yes, Badger, Badger, Badger football is okay. That's Should okay. I put this yep. in my background? That, that, that's what it's for. Should I put this? No, no. Jared, get that. Out. Which you don't like? We'll, that. we'll mention the hat Jared's wearing later at the end of the episode. Um, we'll yeah. leave it at that. But uh, more Packers news here. So we kind of talked about this at our live show. If you haven't listened to it, aired Monday, along with as Drew Sports Crew with Journey to Million episode. It was li- episode thirty-seven of Journey to Million. Awesome stuff there. It was a great episode. We had got a lot of great feedback out of it, guys. So hats off to you guys for it's an awesome show. It was a lot of fun. But back to it. Royce Newman was the guy who we talked about a little 
because we talked about training camp for the Packers. And the story was Royce Newman was winning 1v1s versus Sean Gary. I, I mentioned this to Zach even. We were talking a little bit off after live show. This still just is shocking to me. And, and it's nothing against Royce Newman. It's just Rashawn Gary, uh, you know, the amount of value he has, especially right now, he he's he is one of the mo- most, you know, prized possessions for up-and-coming edge edges. I think Rashawn Gary is a great player, but Royce Newman's winning some battles. That's good for this offensive line who's gotten a lot of not-so-nice things to say about for, or from Aaron Rodgers especially. What do you think about Royce Newman here? I mean, you so kind of good pieces said it. One good Ed. piece of news coming out about their line. Yeah, you said it at the live show. We read that line, and with all Bakhtiari, don't know they're nobodies. <laughs> and Rogers has said, like you said, I mean, they got someone's got to step up, and if it is Newman, good. I mean, you got you need reports like that coming out. It's always good to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see this offensive line. And Jared, you have the luxury. So, it, so you like Wisconsin Badgers football. You like Indianapolis Colts football. And think about the offensive lines, the teams you have. Yeah. Like, which I know Packers offensive line is still when it's healthy. It's it's they were impre- I mean, yeah. top ten. Yeah, they were top. I mean, going it was it last year, two years ago, they were borderline top five even. Yeah, um, Elton Jenkins, yeah, it's, it's always yeah, it's always something I take for granted being a Colts fan. I mean. People like, you know, Costanzo went out, then we get someone new, just fills right in. Glowinski's out, find someone new, come right in. I mean, it's just, it's easy for the Colts, I guess, to find players, and it's just a luxury to have a good offensive line because that develops players such as Jonathan Taylor as a top running back in the league because you need an offensive line that can block for you. Yeah, but quarterback is a different situation. Um yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go. We'll talk another Packer thing here. I talked about this a little before, uh, and Jared was like, "No, no." Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson? He's like, "Has to be Watson." I'm not so sure anymore. I, you know, and call me crazy, but Romeo Dobbs has certainly impressed in camp. I mean, you can't deny that. Yes, you can't deny that. Okay, he has impressed, but so have a lot of players. And Watson was their second round pick. Who they they did they trade? Yeah, they traded up in the second round for him. Dobbs was what a six sixth rounder, I want to say, right? He was sixth round. Jared draft where you I know this I get that, but they've had to see something in Watson, and he just hasn't shown it yet. He's gonna get the reps preseason. He's not gonna play a lot because you you know like well, he's got to be healthy first. Just because yeah, just because Dobbs caught just a touchdown year, pass at the preseason game doesn't make him number two on the depth chart. You know yeah. You're true. I yeah. I was gonna weirdly agree with Jared in the aspect that draft capital does matter. Look, Jordan Love was drafted in the first round, and yeah. he's not going anywhere. I mean, they're not going to trade him. Was drafted just because like they'll give him anything good for him. Well, well, yes, Zach. That's an aspect <laughs> too. But when you trade up for a guy, you're certainly gonna take. Uh, you're you're gonna wait for yeah. him. You're gonna wait longer. You take and a guy you like. Yeah. No. Look, yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers drafted Corey Ray in what 2016. Mm-hmm. He's still. I mean, they're still, still taking a chance on him, Zach. Uh, they might have demoted him double A, but yeah, I know it's a football show. But <laughs> hey, but look, you're st- I know it's a football show. But Corbin Burns was in double A two years ago, and now he's Cy Young. So or three years Jared? ago. Well, yes, Jared. But your your point stands. Look, draft capital wise, doesn't really it, it matters in some degree. But look, I think I'm Romeo Dobbs. It matters to like how long of a. As you said before, like how how long the team is going to commit to you for? Yeah, like the least thing. Your production and how you play, like 
where you get drafted doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. right now you have to, which it's unfair to say, but and even if you're looking redraft to draft one of these guys, you would say Romeo Dobbs over Christian Watson. I think for this year, unfortunately, yeah. because and of the reps. Go ahead, Jared. To add a little bit to that, it's kind of like Zach said. I mean. Yes, Christian Watson, he doesn't need to impress anyone, really. I mean, it's always nice to see him impress, but Romeo Dobbs is playing for his like NFL career here, like sixth round pick. He's got to prove something. So if he goes out there and lights it up, then he'll get some playing time. But if not, he's just not going to play. So he's working for himself, and that's why he's probably trying to play the best football he's ever played in his life. Is it Dobbs redraft then and Watson dynasty? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's what? Watson for both? Yeah, it's Watson for both, I'd say. I disagree. I you straight up disagree. Dobbs redraft? Yeah. Jared, because he missed out all camp much, so far. Yeah. Well, yeah, think but about he's how much still, having still chemistry be wide with receiver Rodgers too. matters. Think yeah, about how much having chemistry with Rodgers matters. Yeah. You know how long that takes to build? If but Watson is like all of camp. Didn't Rogers say got a lot of young receivers dropping passes, doing blah blah blah? Like, it's not like he's happy with them, right? He's saying someone so needs that would to be step a... up, and maybe that's Watson who's not playing right now because he's hurt. Maybe he's the one that steps up. And he got activated off the pup, I believe. So he's going to start practicing yeah. with the team. Is kind of what what it sounds like. Well, I don't honest, know if, he'll... if we're starting with this. I'm not redraft. I would never touch Romeo Dobbs because there's just not enough places on my team. Unless it was a lot of bench, but I don't. So see let it. me ask you this: fourteen team league PPR, would you would you touch him? Fourteen team, he'd be a like a high twenty round pick, mid twenties, mid twenties. I'd say like well, I, no. I'm talking redraft. You're, you're not going to have mid twenties shared. Okay, so then so fourteen teams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give, you don't get that many roster spots. Yeah, I'm not giving you that many. Well, I don't want. He'd just be a waste of a roster. Spot. I was talking to his twenty, I Jared. As. I don't see him. I don't see him as valuable. Right Jared now. just hates on Dobbs. No, I'm just sick of all these first he's, Sammy Watkins confirmed. It first, is Dobbs. first I Sammy heard. Watkins saying he's going to blow up. Then it's Cobb. Then it's yeah. Watkins. Now it's Dobbs. Like who's next? You know, it's there's always someone that Packer fans are saying. You said Cobb. No one. But there's always. <laughs> Bernie Vandenhoel, Sammy Watkins, anyone? I mentioned that to him every time. I'm like, do you remember the time you came on the show and you said Sammy Watkins is going to finish top 25? Like, And I've even heard Tyler Goodson is going to be top whatever. Well, he's good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah, It's it's just ah. so much going on. Like, who's it going to be? We can't just keep saying this person. Now it's this person. Like, no. It's not going to be. Well, yeah. Okay. I I agree. It's going to be Aaron Jones. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or AJ Dillon. Love the trade. I just got done in the Dynasty League. Very nice. I'll take Jameson Williams for AJ Dillon any day. So, yeah. I mean, I did that trade. I got AJ Dillon. I should rephrase. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Talk about some, let's talk about some of the the players. You know, more people care about me. These guys are going to be roster any format. Uh, Let's talk about one that Jared loves that it just, it keeps getting colder and colder by the day. Antonio Gibson. So he first gets criticized by his head coach to the media. Then he has to play. He was playing with, was it second stringers? And then he's playing on special teams. 
Jared, I, I, should I give you the mic here? I guess. How it's can not, you? No, people are. He's. They're testing him out. They're seeing if we're, he's we're overreacting. Then is that what you're yes. saying? I yeah. want to hear the defense. The only I told Zach. I, t- I texted Zach before this. I said the <laughs> only concern I have with Gibson is his lack of ball security. Poor ball security is going to lose him his job, if anything. Which he's, he's got benched for multiple times already. Last, in the past. well, he's fumble, he, If you fumble twice in two possessions, you're not going out for the third possession. And that happened and last year. In the preseason like, game, he got benched yeah. in the preseason game. Well, he preseason's fumbled. different because he gets he played in the preseason. That's everyone yeah. plays in the preseason game. Not in the first one. Not every always. Colt played in the preseason game except Jonathan Taylor. Like he's not on his level. He's going to play. But my point is, like Gibson's still going to get his carries, fifteen to twenty. He's still going to put up the numbers. He's a great running back too on a on a team. And people are overreacting on him, saying how he's not going to be good. He's not. He's not getting carries. Like. Just calm down. Like he's he's young. He's gonna play. They have a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential. High ceiling. All that I care about. All I worry about is his fumbling. That's about it. I want so Jared you're... in the dynasty league that I just traded for Gibson in. Yeah, I have Zach... Gibson in like every league. If you haven't known, if you haven't caught on, yeah. so Zach got the biggest haul for Christian McCaffrey. I saw I've that. Seen. <laughs> I I I was impressed. I I let him know. I was pleased and yeah. Um. Some good stuff, Zach. You did. I, I was I was at a brewery game and I, I look at my phone. I see a trade is I see a trade is not penalty. I'm like, Zach did it. He, he definitely did something. And then look at it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, but but otherwise, so Jared's not worried at Gibson. What about David Montgomery? This is a guy who actually I own a share of. What do we think about him? He's playing special teams. Khalil Herbert, man, he is he's sneaking up there. Is he someone we really should be you know worried about? No. I'm just going to say that. I had Khalil Herbert on my team last year or two years ago. I don't know. He was but, like someone that I filled in. And when David Montgomery came back, Khalil Her- Herbert disappeared. If Montgomery's playing, Herbert's not. And that's just, I think that's just the end of it. Well, I, I mean, they do have a new coach, so that can change it. But I, I think David Montgomery is still going to be a, a very solid second running back on a fantasy team. I don't think you're going to be drafting him as your your top running back, though. Handcuff. (laughs) Anyway, no, I I seriously think think Herbert's going to have a bigger role than last year. I'll throw that in based on how Montgomery's been used. I I do think Montgomery still reception-wise, I still like that in PPR, of course, with him. But I don't know. I, I... I really think I was too high on David Montgomery, you know, coming into last year and um, starting to regret drafting him a little bit because I, I don't know. I he he's starting. Maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but he's starting to feel more like a dead zone running back to me. Like he really, I mean, and for me, I was higher on him. I, I'm feeling more like a dead zone. Is that is that Zach crazy? Nah, uh, I think he's getting there. <sighs> I, I personally uh, this... never had David Montgomery in any of my teams, like ever. Yeah, me either. There's reason to that. It's yeah. also going to be a bad offense. That offense is not going to be good. I've been I saying think... that. I would still take Montgomery over Gibson. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. Ooh. Because Gibson, that, Gibson no, that, for that's me. That's a good question. I think we. That, that's why I bring it up. On one. I would take I, Gibson. I, I on think that. that's a poll. Ten out of ten times. Really? Is it because he's younger? Ah, yeah, he's ah, younger. Yeah. Ah? No. Oh, funny, funny. Uh, uh, Montgomery is not. You know, isn't Mon- is Montgomery older? Is he like yeah, he's 20... 25, Jared? 25. Okay. And you know how old Gibson? How old is he? Yeah. He's 24. He's younger. <laughs> no. 
I don't think he's so. younger. <laughs> Anyways, why would you take I've... Gibson over Montgomery? Um, I see Gibson as more of an agile back, not someone that's just going to run up the middle. I see him as more of a pass catcher as well. I know Montgomery catches passes too, but like I see him as more of a like a like a Le'Veon Bell, you know, someone that's that's going to like be patient, not the biggest guy, but like smaller, quicker, someone that can break one any time of the you know of the game. Rather than I, Montgomery's, all, Montgomery's, Montgomery's get more all the of a line. yeah, more of a goal he's, line. He's going to get the, the goal middle. line carry. And he's yeah. just going to get more volume in general. That's what I think. Yeah. I just don't think Montgomery is capable of breaking as many big runs that Gibson can. I think that Gibson's quicker and Montgomery so is more of So you're going for upside, I guess. Yeah. You're going for upside, basically. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I see Brian Robinson more likely to take over the starting job with the commanders than Khalil <laughs> Herbert does. So I, yeah, that's I, true. I think, I think Robinson is the better. I, I mean, I think Robinson seriously has a bigger shot to take a bigger of the role bigger role than mm-hmm. Claire Herbert. So I'm doing it solely off of volume, you know, in that, in that aspect, because I think both offenses are going to be horrendous. Both have a guy, re- top receivers who are going to have to live off targets and Mooney McLaurin both have maybe not so great quarterback play, at least right now. I don't know. That's kind of where I'd go, but yeah, that's a good question. We'll run a poll, Jared. Do you want it to be PPR? I think it should be PPR. PPR. Yeah. We'll just say who's better yeah. Gibson or Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And don't say like who says who because like that would be. I will no no I will like, sway their vote. You know. I mean, people will probably know who said Gibson, <laughs> but I'm just gonna say who's who's better. Yeah, and we have a few more here before we'll wrap up. We're already actually 49 and a half minutes through. You guys are we're, we're killing it here. So other ones, Brandon Ayuk is looking like the star. This is from Zach, looking like the star of 49ers camp. With Trey Lance and Zach, you highlighted Debo's not practicing. I hate to steal your thunder here, but Brandon Ayuk, man, he's been someone you've been all over. And you want to talk about it? Why? I mean, if you look at his rookie season, he was amazing. He had a down first half last year, came back second half, played good. So I have two seasons. He's had one one half of bad fantasy production. I think Trey Lance is going to be, even though he's going to be running more, I think he's going to be he's far more willing to air it out than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was. So I think it's going to be more efficient of a passing attack. I think that's going to help Ayuk and probably Debo as well. And just looking at how Debo's contract is, he's getting bonuses for rushing stats. So I think even though there's reports coming out that he didn't want to be rushing this year, he's still going to be rushing just the way his contract is set up. I mean, there's bonuses built in for a reason. It's because he wants to get those bonuses. So I think he's going to be rushing, and he that's going to take receptions away from him as well. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. If Debo's running the ball, Ayuk's their wide receiver one. And I think I, I think I'm, it's confusing with, with Debo because, like, he said he didn't want uh, receiving and rushing, but maybe that was a false rumor or whatever happened. I don't think that he's going to be a, a solely running back or solely receiver. I think he'll still play both roles, but... Yeah, if he's if he's their running back, um, Ayuk's going to be their receiver one, and he's going to get a lot of value and volume for that. Hmm, I, I, it's tough for me because look, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I know we said it for a lot of offenses, but this one just it, it, it puzzles me. George Kittle is still there. Ayuk, of course, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he has to he has to be a bus candidate. I know just the running game because if Debo's going to run as much as 
we're thinking here, right? Which, which the bonus is that exactly. That's a great point, right? I mean, there's a reason it's there. So, I, I think even with Trey Lance, how much is he gonna run? I don't know. I just, I don't see Ayuk being productive enough. I put him at like the Rashad Bateman level in terms of their wide receiver ones on run heavy offenses. Mm. That- I think I got Ayuk in like the was it eighth or ninth round, seventh eighth round somewhere in there in the dynasty, the dynasty startup we just had. Where Bateman go? Do we know? I, I, uh, Bateman, I, I think he went around the same area. I, I think it's like, kind of it was a Gabe Davis, yeah. Brendan Ayuk, Rashad Bateman were kind of like back to back to back receivers in that that range. Like they were all around the same range. I actually but, really like Ayuk. I, I consider drafting him um, if I'm able to. Maybe even go out, like early on him. I, I I really like him. I think like we said yeah. with Elijah Mitchell being a bus candidate. If Debo and Elijah Mitchell are competing for that running back role, it's going to Debo 10 out of 10 times. You're not going to give it to Elijah Mitchell. Debo's stronger. He can break more tackles, just better athlete. And that leaves, like you said, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. They're they're going to get the the, the the targets, receptions, and I think Ayuk's going to have a great season this year, especially if Debo is running the ball a lot more. I just think Ayuk's a lot more talented than people give him credit for after last year. So Ayuk, so Zach, right now with Trey Lance being, which I we know he's a starter, but with Trey Lance, redraft wise, you're taking Ayuk this year. You think this is the year, or are you more dynasty? Like you think maybe this year is going to be more of a development year than next year's that year. I think he's going to have value this year. I I like I'd say I like him more in dynasty than just redraft, but I think he's still going to be good enough this year to. Reaches ADP. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's fair. I, I can settle with that. I, we got to talk about the Patriots, still, guys, and we have to talk about Jared's guy, Michael Thomas. Yes, I, I say, I believe you own him, Jared. So he's your guy. No, I traded but, him away. Whatever you, you had him, he was your yeah. guy. Fine. <laughs> okay, Patriots. Let's talk about it. So Zach, I'll, I'll let you talk about it. Look, I, I see you got the notes up here. Uh, go, you're all yours. Yeah, so I guess I was just kind of looking at some train camp reports. Um, I try and keep up with them like every day, every week, whatever. And it sounds like the Patriots are kind of changing their um, their blocking scheme. The new offense headlined by Matt Patricia. Uh, they're going to go to a zone run blocking scheme where they used to go to a um, like a gap blocking scheme. So. It reports came out saying Mac Jones, the other players are looking a lot on very uncomfortable. Um, I guess that to me that's a big red flag. If your players are uncomfortable, that's I, I think that's a big issue, especially quarterback. And it it hasn't produced in I guess results. So I, I think that's a big thing to to look forward to for or I guess not look forward to, but think about this year. And when we went over our our on a different podcast, I mentioned um, briefly that the Patriots were looking to change their offense, a new scheme they were using. Um, I think we were talking about Devontae Parker and how that might affect his game. Um, and now I, this is not the direction I thought they were going in. I thought they were going in more of like a pass-heavy offense where Mac Jones would air the ball out a little more. But with this new scheme, if, if Mac Jones is uncomfortable, young young player uncomfortable in an offense is never a good sign. So I, I don't see him the value there. Um, 
and it kind of wants me to makes me want to take back my Devonte Parker pick of even being close to a, a sleeper candidate. So with the zone run blocking scheme that Zach mentioned, th- this arguably would kind of mean they're going to, I mean, they've been running a lot right as an offense in, t- in holes these past few years, but zone run blocking scheme would imply, I think we're going to see more out of Urbandre Stevenson and Damian Harris. I, I think that's really what, what we're going to see. So, Looking at that, Jared, I, I know Devontae Parker. I, I actually, Devontae Parker, yes, I have him. And I also have Jacoby Myers. So we, we can mourn over this together on this. But uh, Ramadre or Damian Harris right now, I think like this question's asked all the time. Who would you rather have redraft in Dynasty? Harris. Stevenson. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, You're other I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not voting yet. But okay, for I mean, which one was that? Was that redraft or dynasty? It was redraft that you guys said? Ste- redraft, said yeah. Ste- I'm going okay. both Stevenson for both. Stevenson outright, Jerry. Are you saying Harris and then Stevenson? Um, for dynasty, I'd probably say Stevenson. For redraft, I'd say Harris. Why Harris think, for redraft? I don't know. It, it, I think he fits the offense better. I think that they're just more of a young young team, and Stevenson is kind of like the up the middle back and i think harris would just be more like better served as like a outside pitch man um so you don't know what you're talking about okay (laughs) why is that most of harris's points last year came from touchdowns what do you have was it like 14 rushing touchdowns something like that like he had a crazy amount of rushing touchdowns and he's more of their power back than stevenson stevenson's gonna be he's gonna be involved in the receiving game he's kind of their Sure about that? More versatile back. I'm looking right now, and and my what where I'd go is, it's a toss up for me because you don't know how, what what the split's going to be this year right now for Stevenson and Harris. Um, my concern was with receptions. I was like, okay, well, I think Ramondre is going to really thrive with receptions and whatnot. I do think Harris is due for touchdown regression, so I I do like what Zach brought up with the touchdowns, but. Ty Montgomery is actually the guy. Evan Lazar reports that Montgomery could move into the James White role. So I bring this up when I ask that question. It's like, okay, how much is that James role, James White role going to be there? Uh, is Ty Montgomery really going to be doing that? I, I know he doesn't have a lot of good memories there with the Packers. I don't buy it. You're not buying it. Okay, and I, 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 can, I think Stevenson's going to get more receptions than I think Ty Montgomery is going to affect my case, these guys. If you were making a case for Harris, I'd be pointing to this Montgomery thing is what I'm saying. But um, with, with that, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily buying it either. But I think Ramondre Stevenson certainly has the chance to be the be the number one guy. And as, as camp is developing, we're seeing that actually take place. Um, I'm Harris really close. as number one right now, actually. He is. And with yeah. that, I, I they were actually talking about when, when Harris was floating around trade rumors. Uh, even in camp, I, I still mm-hmm. think Stevenson could ch- take over that lead spot. I don't know. It's a toss up for me right now. I'll be honest for redraft, but I would, I'll go Stevenson right now, just based on reports of training camp, which might not be fair, but look, Zach, you still with Damian Harris. He still had the production role last year. I know he had the touchdowns, but who's to say that in this scheme, who, who's, I, I know training camp has, Tell, told us not right now, but who's to say when the season starts? He, ha- he, I mean, he takes 60 40. He could be that 60% there. 
in New England. I, I just think Stevenson, I guess, has a similar floor to Harris, and I think he has more upside. So I guess that's when. That's ADP wise, yes. Stevenson. ADP, I would rather draft Stevenson because exactly what you just said the floor situation. I think the and Stevenson, I think, has a higher ceiling to outperform his ADP, as I think everyone should agree here. So, because yeah. Harris is still going ahead. Harris is like the definition, another dead zone running back, I'd say. And Stevenson's outside the dead zone. So I, I could go right with that. Um, but let's go to Michael Thomas and then we'll kind of wrap it up here. We are at the hour mark. This is going well here. So Jalen Hurts, or not Jalen Hurts. I wanted to talk about Jalen Hurts. I really did. He looks amazing. <laughs> but Michael Thomas, back to him. Um, he looks good, is what Zach said. And um, I've seen, I, I mean, I was Great watching report camp. camp from Zach. Zach, Zach's been. It must have been there in New Orleans. Looks good, but but really, uh, heavy Jameis Winston. I think, I think Michael Thomas. I mean, I, I personally was shying away from. I don't like I don't like injuries from wide receivers, especially with the time he's missed. I'm like, oh, a little scared. But Michael Thomas, Zach, when you say looks good, are you like, are you all in on Michael Thomas? I wouldn't say I'm all in, just because. I've started to like Olave more as the season goes on. I think Jarvis is still going to brawl. Kamara looks like his suspension is going to be next year. So I think there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. So I wouldn't say I, – where is it going right now? I think like around six, five, six, something like that. Um, I think we could see that even climb a little bit if there keeps – if videos keep coming out about him running routes. I mean, reports are saying that he's beating corners – very consistently. So I think if stuff like that keeps coming out, we're going to see his ADP rise Might even get into the fourth round just because people still think about what he did back in, was it 2019? Yeah. But that's the year he, so, yeah. that's the year he beat Marvin Harrison's uh reception record, right? Yeah. Was that his, yeah. Colts legend, Marvin Colts Harrison. Legend, Marvin Harrison. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah I I do like Michael Thomas like you said Drew I did trade for him um earlier but then I flipped him for I forgot who I got I think I got like Miles Sanders and a few other uh, receivers. Oh. Well, like Zach said, I'm I'm more high on Olave this year as well. I think that that with Winston, um, I think that the Saints' offense will be pretty good. There's a lot of weapons there with Landry, uh, Winston, or not? Yeah, uh, Olave and Michael Thomas. Three people there, either one of them. I think it's going to be Thomas and Olave top two. Um, one one of those players is going to explode this year. The other is going to kind of like ride the waves. Uh, I think Olave is going to have a great season, and Thomas will regress from his uh, 2019 season, and the injury is going to affect him a little more than people I think are going to um, expect out of him. Jared said what we're looking for, Chris Olave, breakout as a rookie season. It's happening. It even that collab post we made, I said he's offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, might be. I mean, Jameis needs to make it to the season first. Yeah. He's got to be he's right, got a little foot thing going on. Famous Jameis? He better yeah, because Jameis if he Jameis. doesn't, then make Baker Mayfield's my backup. And if Sam Darnold's starting over there in, in Carolina. Jared, come on, Sam Darnold's not starting Jared, over there, Jared. I got Jameis Winston, Zach Wilson. So if he okay. doesn't play week one, uh, <laughs> well, as of right I got now, a little situation on my hands. As of right now, both quarterbacks are started projection projection week one at zero points, so they don't know who's yeah. starting yet. It's like maybe you pick up some John Wolford. Maybe you just take a take a little risk. I might have to. 
Yeah, well, I mean, maybe just I'll just start a receiver or something. I'll say that oh, there point. you go. There's the other option. Shaw Bateman. So yeah, Michael Thomas. Um, right now, basically, it looks good. Uh, proceed with caution is where where we are at with him. He's drafted all formats. Still target him, but again, proceed with caution is where we'd go. I mean, that's gonna that's oh, gonna kind of wrap it up here. One more thing. What? I do want to briefly mention. You guys talked a lot of Packers, so I need to mention some Colts stuff. Oh gosh, you guys are making Here's fun of Matt Campbell, Ryan. Breakout I don't have a boo. No, 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 no. no I need to talk no. to Melon. I don't have a boo. Um, react. So you guys were making fun of Matt Ryan, saying quarterback situation is not the same in Indy. Blah, 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 you know. Well, you know our receiver coach, receiving good. coach is Reggie Wayne. You know that, right? Um, he cool. did compare Matt Ryan to Peyton Manning, and Matt Ryan is oh, fully, on. On board, fully on board. Fully on board. Devonte Adams said Matt. Devonte Adams said Derek Carr is a Hall of Fame quarterback. People yeah, say yeah. good things about their teammates. No, Reggie Wayne won a world or <laughs> World Series, won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, so he knows what like what it looks like. And he saw Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan said he wants this is the place he wants to be if he's competing for a Super Bowl. He's 36, 37 years old. Any any high level or like a old quarterback is going to want to be on a contending team, and he says that Indy's the place to do it. So I think Matt Ryan's expect like people are putting him bottom five in the league, bottom ten. This guy could be a Hall of Famer. He's got uh, not not quite. Obviously, he didn't win the Super Bowl um, against the Patriots, but Colts first round you know? exit. First round exit. But are we going to win the division? Yes, but then there first round exit. There we go. There we go. Ursay, Ursay, so, Jim Ursay guarantees. Jim Ursay guarantees Super Bowls yeah. in the next few years. My takeaway well, is what Matt was your Ryan, point here? Yeah, was it Matt Olson's Hall of Famer? I, I guess I, I missed Matt that. Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> Matt Olson is a baseball player, Drew. No, I said Matt Ryan. Is that okay? No, you said Matt no, Olson. You said Matt Olson. <laughs> well, Matt Olson <laughs> is going to be a Hall of Famer with the Atlanta Braves. If he Matt Ryan. So no, Jared, my point, point is Matt Ryan is getting slept on a little bit, and he could be a flex quarterback in some leagues in a twelve-team league. I'm saying that he could be like one of those guys that I'm, I'm sure he's, he's on a team somewhere. He's borderline, borderline top, top twenty. I'd like say twenty. Yeah. 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 Just I think that's camp. pretty much consensus. Reports out of camp. He's been looking pretty good. So I think Chemistry. that's kind of consensus, but okay. No. Nope. Sorry, you don't like the Colts. Disagree. Okay. You disagree. Jared, Colts beat writer. Anyways, we have a Medium article up. Go check it out. We're talking about Superflex and why you should do it. It's an article I made. I, I just I love Superflex. I really want people to switch to Superflex leagues. I think there's so much more strategy. Basically, it was my argument, and it's more about quarterbacks still. So, really, two quarterback leagues, but go check that out. Of course, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Jared, where we can find the Instagram and Twitter? Uh, can you show me the screen? Yeah, 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 up right there. there. Yep, up yeah, there. Right Thank there. you. You're over there. And yep. then, uh, Zach, where can we begin our journey to a million? I'm Thrive Fantasy. If you go yeah. down below, scrolling across the bottom, yeah, that down there. Yeah, go sign up. So, we have a few more spots left in our giveaway entry for entry number three. Bobby Portis autograph gift or not gift card, autograph sports card, and Luke Edicky of Valor. It was Valor's high school alumni, and look at that. He is in the NFL with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you guys hear he's getting first team work today? Was the report right alongside Werfs? Yep. So look at that. You can get his autographed football card. Also with that Bobby Portis card 
All you got to do is sign up for Thrive Fantasy. Link is down below. Easy. I mean, you just go deposit $10, use code J2M when you do that and sign up. Enter some contests. They actually did a slash the prop today. Six six and a half was the strikeout line for Jacob DeGrom, only in seven, nine and a half. Jared, did you take advantage of that? I did, but I also had a Corbin Burns line, and he had six. He needed eight. <sighs> uh, can't win them all. But as we speak right now, Jacob DeGrom has nine, so he hit. Yeah. Easy. So look at yeah. that. You would have had a free line. It's just a matter of choosing the right one, which Jared did not do. Zach and Brubaker hit too. So if I would have had, if Burns would have hit, I would have won. Football wise, we are getting really close. Is there any lines right now? Like, I mean, can't I, wait. Are you, are you looking? Have you been looking at them? Do you have a favorite right away? I I got some parlays and some contests already. I've seen they got their uh, was the big week one contest. Made an entry into that. Got some uh, little parlays here. I'm gonna pull up. And how much but, are those worth, Zach? <laughs> The I've house kind of mixing everything. A couple hundred bucks. Um, just see it, like, <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of everything. Um, I'll just pull one up here. Jared Jonathan Taylor took the over. Um, I got a Lamar Jackson over for passing and r- rushing yards, so you combine them for three hundred point mm-hmm. five. Um, I placed that one a while ago, so that one may have changed. Got Joe Burrow over passing yards. Jamar Chase over receiving yards for a four leg one. But, I mean, I think it's a lock. I will have to see. But knowing my betting history, it's it's probably going to be like one leg, right? But I want I want your opinion on mine because I did do a four legger for um, NFL Week One. Let's so I do it. have Jonathan Taylor over the one hundred eight point five rushing yards. Obviously, yep. Um, I got Nick Chubb over eighty point five rushing yards. It seemed every year last every game last year he had over a hundred. So like okay go with that josh allen over 270.5 passing yards week one fair okay. prime time thursday night and then we got the rams yeah be a good game yeah and then we got cmc over one 105.5 rushing and receiving yards love that pick yeah i got that one a different one so yeah awesome i i have my football ones packed in too i did the contest that zach mentioned um you, don't, you guys don't get to hear my lines. They're a secret, though. But we have some, you know, we'll have some community engagement here, of course, with the listeners in those Thrive lines. Just stay tuned on the Instagram for that. Get at your sports crew. And if you want, if you're listening to the audio, want to listen to us at YouTube, please go ahead. It's in our link tree. Just go find us or just go search on YouTube. Drew's Sports Crew pop right up. Even Journey to a Million, it'll pop up. It's pretty cool. There you go. So. That's all we have here, and that's going to wrap it up. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the journey to a million, the perfect podcast for you.